Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Dennis. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Dennis. And that's Dennis Halnon. He's one of the employee owners of Tab. He comes in and helps me out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. And we're here till 11 o'clock. I know it's gorgeous out um, for once. But uh, feel free to join <laughs> us on this uh, lovely Saturday morning. We're here till 11. You guys seem to all call in around 10. Um, we're here from uh, 9 to 11 is the, is the hour. Well, 860-522-9842. I mm-hmm. think last week we had some early callers. Oh, we did, hopefully, actually. Hopefully that's going to continue. Yeah, from all over the country, actually. Yeah. Um, so feel free to get online. Happy to help you out and do what we can uh, for your IT-related issues. And speaking of IT-related issues, Dennis, we got, <laughs> oh, we got some man. pretty major ones going on, don't we? Uh, yeah, we have a major problem over at Microsoft. Oh, really? Yeah. and uh, Yeah. <laughs> Who'd have thunk it, right? Yeah. I uh, mean, without problems at Microsoft, you and I got nothing to do. <laughs> well, part of the problem here is that it's very difficult to figure out exactly what happened. Okay. Or how it happened, that is. Yeah. We know what happened. Right. So what happened? Let's talk about what, what happened. What happened was that a lot of uh, what Microsoft calls Exchange Online or yeah. 365 mailboxes were compromised. Cloud Some, mailboxes. Right. This is cloud service email. Yeah. They were compromised. Uh, the Commerce gov- Secretary, right. I think, was compromised. Uh, a few other agencies. We don't know the complete extent of which agencies were affected, but right. we do know some of them that were. And some companies were. As and well. some corporations, right. Yep. Um, it, was a, it was a hack into email accounts. Right. It, at least as far as we can tell. And this doesn't seem like they asked you for the password. This looks no, like they hacked. No, no, no. This was a case where they took control of the cloud implementation they took control of those tenants right at the cloud level yep. and then they read that mail so we're not talking about a phishing attempt no we're not talking we're not about talking on-prem to, exchange servers no this is all cloud-based stuff right where the hackers got control of that cloud right and, the, and, and we're having some issues as to figuring out how they got control right now what microsoft themselves have said yes is that someone took a security key right. for a consumer account. That would be 
in layman's terms, an Outlook.com account right. or Hotmail account. Right. Okay. A lower level uh, service that's more slash free slash practically free. Right. And it it's geared. Well, yes, they can be free. You can also associate it with a family or personal 365 account. Right. Um, so they took that key. They took that key. Now, Microsoft even says that, just, that you know, was... You, you get that key for just lining up, right? Right. Oh, but go ahead. Microsoft says that that particular account had even been inactive. Ah, the one that they so used. So you have, you have a key for an inactive consumer account. Yep. Somehow, the hackers had that. Mm-hmm and then generated or stole or something counterfeit counterfeited a what's a, a, an actual azure key with right. and azure is the authentication service that governs business and government uh, online accounts okay right. it's the credentialing server it's, right it's it, it decides you whether you get in or not right. okay so they actually created a security key that governs that service. Yeah, to get into it. To get into it, and then they handed themselves permissions to go look at different email accounts on different tenants. Right. So, this is this is pretty critical. Now, of course, Microsoft. You know, if you read some of the articles out there, and we'll put them out there for you guys, they're going to great pains to say this is not any kind of uh, zero day or some sort of vulnerability built into their system. They're actually calling it, believe it or not, a design flaw. <laughs> I kid you I, not. I, I'm sorry. All I can do is laugh. I know. Now, I kid you whether, not. That's what they're calling it. Whether or not it's a design flaw, Yeah. cold fact is this is an exploit that was used. All right? Correct. And yep. it's a vulnerability. In, in computer science terms, this is called a vulnerability. Right. They can characterize it any way they want, but that's what it is. And the funny thing about Microsoft is they go to great pains to tell you that their cloud doesn't have these problems. So no. when when the Heffernan folks came out, again, another Chinese hacking group, mm-hmm. um, they came out with hacking all the on-prem exchange servers, of course, during COVID, which was, that was fun. Um, <sighs> they were able to perf- you know leverage an exploit on these old exchange servers that went back to the old versions of Exchange, exchanges that would have been long gone. Right. You know, versions 08, way back, you know, way back Exchange. So every version of Exchange had this vulnerability, we're going to call it, but Microsoft would call it a design flaw. Uh, I would call it typical Microsoft retreading the same software, embedding the same vulnerabilities Mm -hmm. um, into the same software, and then asking to be paid again. Pay me now, pay me now, pay me now. It's a new version. Pay me now, pay me now. No, it's not. It's the same crap. You just retreaded it. Right. You just put a new face on it. Maybe. 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 When when we're working administratively in Exchange, yes. when you're in their administrative tools, yeah. it is literally impossible to look at that screen and know which version of Exchange you're using. Is it 2016? Is it 2013? Is it even 2010? All looks the same. It, bingo. Yeah. So that's the Heffernan thing. So then they said, well, of course, migrate everything to the cloud. We don't have these problems in the cloud. And of course, what did I tell you? They will. Uh-huh. And where are we right now? No, I'm not some sort of soothsayer. I'm not Karnak. I'm not even the sharpest tack in the in the in the drawer. I mean, it, of course they're going to have this. It's the same ding dongs who do developed Exchange is developing a Microsoft 365. Right. Do you think they're going to have a similar problem? Of course they are. Right. So by taking your 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 issues and thinking you're chucking them in the cloud to solve your problems, you're just moving them over to other folks' servers. 
on top of the actual vulnerability. So now you no right. longer have your own servers to pay attention to. You're hoping, you're praying. Now, the other, other idea here is with Microsoft, they have what are called GCC levels of 365. This is not just the average office suite that you pay for. These are going to be more expensive flavors that the, your, the U.S. government would be using. And mm-hmm. those are the ones that were impacted, which is scary. Um, the other thing is that Microsoft is going to do is now offer a service that they charged for, right? Right, Dennis? <laughs> That's right. Um, one of the criticisms that they've faced in the in the face of this uh, breach, yeah. many breaches, is that a lot of customers didn't have access to logging and auditing tools that could have told them that there's something wrong right. and could have warned them that they needed to do something. Right. Um, because guess what? You have to pay extra for it. Right. You have to pay it's extra called, to make sure nobody's coming into your stuff. That service is what Microsoft calls Purview Audit. Mm-hmm. And they are now saying that they are going to provide those services for free oh, in addition thanks. to having your 365 tenant. But of course, it's not coming until fourth quarter. Oh, you're kidding. Because they can't do it right away, right? Oh, my God. How could we Wait, do that? Wait, don't they need a, a, fl- a switch flipper? It's one of those things. Can you flip the switch now? Can you see the switch? Can I come over and flip it for you? Well, hey, if you if you went into your subscription, you could pay for and it and purchase the license for it. Right. Then you could flip that switch, but yeah. that costs money. Yeah. They can't a lot of money. do it on the Oh yeah, Microsoft it's very charges expensive an arm that. and a leg for their for their government level of 365 service, which is supposed to be what? More secure. You know why? Mm. One of the things that they say about the what we call the GCC accounts right. is that it operates on a separate implementation of Azure. Mm-hmm. Located in the U.S. Right. It's only located in U.S. data centers. Right. right. So this is how did Chinese hackers. Again, how, open question, how mm-hmm. did the hackers who had this Azure security key that they either stole or, or counterfeited, counterfeited or- um, engineered. How did they take that and then apply it to GCC accounts that are not supposed to be commingled well, at it, the Azure level with other tenants? So here's the thing, right? So it, it, we've been doing this long enough. It's Microsoft, right? So based on if you listen to this show for nearly 30 years, I'm driving along just you know in my daily life just thinking about how this happened. How did this happen? And all I can think of is the hackers said to themselves, you know, it's Microsoft. Let's take a look at this key. I bet you if we move one bit in this key, it's now going to get me into Azure. And I can just picture Microsoft developing a key that easily manipulated, well, where the, uh, the hacker just said, I'm going to flip this from a zero to a one and see what happens. I mean, you're not supposed to be able to do that, but it's something like that happened. And you can read the articles that folks are speculating, even Microsoft is part of these articles commenting. Right. Um, they, how, how is it that your security is that bad? And if it is a matter of just changing one bit or byte mm-hmm. in a in a key file right a government can generate all of the possible permutations of that rather fast probably within half an hour right states and then it. just try them out try them out try them out try them out until what they find one that works bing, 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 if bing. that's what they did right so at at a when you're operating with you know government data centers with high speed mainframes yeah technically it they could compromise those accounts within hours. So, moral of the story is it's Microsoft. And you're going to have to make sure you consider securing it further. But 
two f two factor authentication, all that kind of stuff, may or may not have prevented this. I mean, I would just well, I no, would, it wouldn't have. Yeah, I would because they were they were inside at an administrative at an level. level. Yeah. So this is not good. Uh, don't even. So basically, we can't even tell you how to protect yourself from this, other than Linux. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Well, I can set you up with that, but then you're opening up another basket another of possibilities. <laughs> um, the other issue is being having a, and this is something that a lot of even major countries are saying. You know, having one software, right? One, it's it's the weak link, right? You know, there's all sorts of countries saying, wait a minute, why do we want to put all our eggs in the Microsoft basket? Because if just like we explained, it, the exchange servers all being compromised, all the flavors, all of them, you know, that's that's ridiculous, right? Same idea, right? So now, if you if you put all your eggs in that basket, um, even for our government uh, software, do we really want Microsoft as our government software? Is it is it is it the way we want to go? Because clearly, if if imagine a nuclear submarine, I mean they were, they were running on XP, right? I mean we were watching that <laughs> sure. uh, happen. You actually see videos of it. There's a weak link going on here, and when, and if they can't get their act together, maybe we need to consider some other app, some other operating system. Mm-hmm. Um, to deal with not having one homogeneous weak link, uh, because if if one's compromised, they're all compromised. Yeah, and that's the scary part about all this. So, we'll put those news articles up there for you guys to read. We're going to be here till eleven o'clock, so feel free to get online. Four lines wide open. Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. If you guys don't call in, Dennis and I are talking about our kids and our cats. Dennis has got <laughs> cats. I got kids. We'll be right back. <laughs> Today's Tom Sawyer would be a hacker. Oh, yeah, definitely. That would be a black hat hacker. Actually, speaking of hackers, we lost one. Yeah, Kevin Mitnick. So he was a, he was a black hat turned white hat. Right. And uh, actually helped a lot of folks understand what's going on out there as he, far as hacking goes. He did that. He also set the stage for a lot of other hackers later who picked up the mantle of the black hat. Of the black hat? Or the, of the black hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He and then train. he also set... He also set an example for some of the white hats. Yeah. So he was a trendsetter in two completely different directions. Yes. So, yeah, Kevin Mitnick died at 59. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's get right to your calls. You're nice enough to join us. Let's go to uh, Vince in, I'm going to try to say it, Vince, Norfolk, Norfolk, Nor- Norfolk? Uh, yes, that- yes, yes, yes. Oh. All right. Very good. What can we do for you, Vince? I'd like to know exactly what is a smart speaker and what would it do for me? Well, we used to call, I used to call them smart microphones. Um, <laughs> basically, a smart speaker is like a, an Alexa. It's any speaker that you can talk to. Google has a speaker too, right, Dennis? Yeah, they do. Um, yeah. And basically, it sits there listening to you for you to say keywords. It says, hey, so-and-so. Uh, if, I said, if I said the line, all everyone's Alexas are going to go off. Uh, I probably just did it. Uh, <laughs> But it'll answer to you. So you can say, hey, you know, so-and-so speaker, play WTIC, and it'll play the station for you. So you, it's like Star that. Trek where you talk to the – remember you talk to the computer at Star Trek? <laughs> and for some I reason – I do remember that. Yeah. yeah. And for some reason they didn't think that the computer would have a nice, nicer voice than what they chose. So at least Alexa – I'm thinking about buying one. Can you suggest one? I, I, I use Optimum Wi-Fi, and the only Alexa that I have is over uh, my TV. Oh, so if, you, if you, yeah, if I you're used to Alexa, it. what the what the weather is, and she'll tell me. 
There you well, go. Well, if if you're in, that would put you in the Amazon world of this product, and right. I would buy their products. Yes, uh, and Amazon. those are called Echo. Uh, Echo Dot, Echo Speaker, Echo View. I think, or what do they call it? Echo View? I don't know. There's I still a call it a screen, microphone. but whatever you call it, it's an Echo is the word. Yeah. Um, okay. I I personally at my home I have a couple of Echo Dots, and cool. they're very nice. Good to hear. I'm going to buy one. All right, Vince, go okay. ahead. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Um, smart speakers. Yeah, but they're always listening, so they keep are. that in mind. They are. You have to be careful what you say. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, <laughs> depending on what you say. Uh, a little more cloud news here. I know we got another call coming in, but this is interesting. Um, basically, the, the headline is, Lucky Backup Might Save 100 Days of Data for the Influx Data's GCP Belgium Users. So basically, uh, AWS, there was a container that was deleted by by a uh, a company that put the databases out there. You know, they were using AWS in the cloud for these companies, and they were going to get rid of this service, and they just decided to delete it, not realizing who was out there oh. still using it. Um, a lot of these things could have been avoided by simply doing what's called a screen test. Have you heard of screen test, Dennis? Yes. Yeah. So you turn something off and you see who screams. Right. You don't kill. You don't delete it. You turn right. it off. You just block access for a little while yeah. as a test. In this case, they deleted the entire database, and oh. and they might have some folks might be lucky enough based on a backup. So the moral of the story is, yeah, guess what? You should back up your stuff in the cloud, not back it up necessarily to the cloud, but right. if it's in the cloud, back it up to yet another cloud or back it up on prem. Right. Um, Correct. Because you can have some ding-dong blow away your entire container and you didn't even realize it. I'll put this link up here for you guys. We're going to be here till 11 o'clock. Three lines open for you. 860-522-9842 is the number. We'll be right back. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Dennis. And we're here till 11. So get online, 860-522-9842. I know you're all doing the same thing I'm going to be doing, which is a lot of yard work on this lovely day. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's been raining every week and you can't do nothing. But... uh you know, feel free to get online. We're here to help you out. A couple of pasty white computer geeks here in studio live. And we are over at uh, WTIC's Facebook page. Um, so let's get to your calls. We're going to go to uh, Doug in Chester. What's happening, Doug? Hey, good morning. Thanks a lot for taking my call. I appreciate it. Our um, pleasure. I had a uh, very good. Very good to talk to you. Thank you, sir. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a, I have kind of like a detail issue, I, I guess, Um so it's it has something to do with multiple instances of OneDrive.exe in my taskbar toggle switch under settings. So I, I have my computer right in front of me, and when I right-click on taskbar and go to taskbar settings, and then underneath in the notification area it says select which icons appear on the taskbar, I click on that, and... I noticed that there's two instances of OneDrive.exe in the toggle switch area, and I'm wondering why is that, and should I even worry about it? Can it be corrected? Can it be deleted? Um, Is it because I installed two instances of 365? And I prefer Office 2016 over the newer uh, variations of Office, so Mm -hmm. maybe that's the reason. I don't know. Well, it wouldn't it wouldn't be the office uh, application installations that are at issue, but if you do have two different OneDrive accounts, it will give you two different ways to to access OneDrive because it has to get you into both accounts. I uh, see. So, so yeah, the, I think by default there's actually two instances of OneDrive because there's an online at the Windows Live site, and then there's a local one, so maybe that explains why. Well, the local would be the synced version of each. Well, you'll, each each one is syncing up between right. the computer and the cloud. Okay, and yeah. the reason you have the two icons is so that you can govern the syncing on both of them. And be careful with syncing because yeah. you can delete data from your local out into the cloud as well. Right. That whenever you have syncing going like that. As soon as you delete a file on your computer from that store mm-hmm. of data, yep. it's gone yeah. from the cloud. It is not backed up. Right. Uh, that's why we keep saying that cloud accounts are not really backups, and that's especially true if you're syncing. Now, that doesn't mean that you should stop syncing. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to well, operate, no, it's, it's fine. I don't think it's a – sorry to interrupt. I don't think it's a syncing thing. I'm just like I can't wrap my brain around it. When I go into that toggle area on the taskbar settings, it's like why are there two separate icons for OneDrive.exe? And then underneath in gray it says OneDrive closing. And I have one toggled off and one toggled on. And I don't have two OneDrive accounts. Oh, I thought you said you did. I'm sorry. No, no, no. So I I, I, we misunderstood. I I can't wrap. Sorry, guys. I can't wrap my brain around it. I mean. Please ask any questions if you can. I don't want to take up too much time, though. You know what I mean? No, I understand. Um, Our, go the, ahead. Uh, problem is a little different than what we thought, and I'm yeah. looking for some solutions. Um, I'm not really finding anything that's kind of specific to this. The one it, thing it, that I can suggest that you do is yeah. uh, uninstall OneDrive and reinstall it. 
Well, that's a way to always. I try. I yeah. already tried doing that, and it's like a brand new, fresh install of Windows 10 with all the updates correct and everything. And um, I did that previously before, and then there was a third OneDrive EXE toggle switch in the taskbar toggle switch area. That's crazy. Um, no. I'm just like, what the f? Yeah, yeah. So we're looking at duplication going on here, and that's the actual question, Dennis. Is yeah. how many? Why is there duplication in this area? Um, yeah. And that's actual, there is actually lots of feedback on Microsoft having duplicates going on in the task manager. I'm just trying to figure out an answer for you because it's not just OneDrive. What, what, oh, what, right. is it, what right. OS are you using? 10, 11? He said 10. 10? Uh, okay. I'm using 10, and this is the only issue I'm having. Luckily, no other apps or programs. Uh, it's just OneDrive.exe. And it took me about three days to understand OneDrive, but I thoroughly got to understand because I just did a fresh install and I wanted to learn everything about my computer. So that's like, good. Uh, yeah, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> I appreciate the show too. Thanks for being there. Our pleasure. Uh, you can. Hmm. There is some options here as far as duplicated icon according to the Microsoft community. Uh, that we okay. can put a link up here as far as what you can do with the duplicate OneDrive icon. So we're going to have and to it, post There's this. only one instance of OneDrive opening on the taskbar. So that's that's the one that says OneDrive up to date when you hover over it. Yeah. And then that's working fine. And OneDrive is working fine. I thoroughly tested it and everything. But I don't know why there's um, – I wish I could show you a screenshot or so you could see exactly what I'm talking about. But um, You know, someday we're going to get there. Someday we'll actually connect to your machine, <laughs> give you a code. And have have us have Dennis remotely work on it for oh, you. <laughs> well, for sure, because I tried getting help from Microsoft in the same process with the Microsoft way. Yeah. And, um, it seems like it, it's just how do you know? Who do you trust? That was one of my other questions. It's yeah. like where where can I get reliable, trustworthy tech support when they actually understand completely like you guys and they know what you're talking about? And on top, they're courteous and and et cetera, all that kind of stuff. Everywhere I go, it, it seems like it's it's kind of like almost dead ends, and it's just like, oh, man. You know, you're right. The industry has gotten a little strange as all the support has gone off uh, offshore. There's that. Um, trustworthy sure. support is a great question because even in our business, um, in, in the quote-unquote MSP, managed services world, there are MSPs out there that are locking customers out of their own systems um, over payment disputes. Um, so well, that's, that's just totally that should that's unacceptable to me. That shouldn't happen. I that's agree. Great. And we've come across three or four companies just recently that have done that to their customers as they've tried to exit their support. So, you know, it's it's it, you're right. The industry needs to make sure it works on that trustworthiness because oh, you're, you're giving people you wanna, access to your system. You want to hear a, a quick anecdotal story? The reason why I did a factory reset anyway. Sure. Because. Because um, I was I was looking for like some kind of tune-up software, so I got the Iolo paid, and oh. I thoroughly read I thoroughly read in the description, like if you have any problems, you can return it. We'll give you a refund and everything, twenty-four-seven, blah blah. Mm -hmm. So I called up and requested a refund, and I got somebody speaking a foreign language, and I had no idea what country it is. Searched the area code, it said Hawaii, mm -hmm. and then then I'm like. Well, I need a refund, and the guy was adamantly like 
totally telling me that I could not get a refund. And then he put me on hold for like an hour. Then I hung up and Mm -hmm. then I checked my bank and it said they gave me a refund. Weird, right? Well, at least they did that. I know. I know. But that freaked you out. I just called my bank and told them the truth. But I mean, yeah. Yeah. I don't blame you for being freaked out these days. Um, You don't know who you're talking to. Now, while you and I have been chatting, Dennis has been feverishly. Typing away, trying to find this. Now, I, I found an I found an article that we're going to post about duplicate software from Microsoft the, Communities. Yeah, I, I read that article. That might actually solve the problem. Oh, good. I might. vote a confidence from but, my, my pal across the But cross. I'm st- I'm still not even clear as to how it even happened in the first place. Right, so right. whether or not it will fix it, you know, it, it's... I don't know if it implies there's two instances on there somewhere, but it's just... It's like well, it's getting to the point where if I can't wrap my brain around it and understand it, it's it's just like whoa to me. Sometimes. I hear you, man. You just want to be sure what you're doing. You want to, you want to know where you stand. You just want to make yeah, sure your system's running good. I hear you. Yeah. My wife and I we had a blown shock in the back of our our minivan. A blown shock. All right. This has never oh, happened wow. in my entire life. Yeah. I would I would drive that van and the whole back end swashing around like there's a big problem. My wife drives it. I don't see anything wrong with it. <laughs> oh my God. So uh, I'm with you, Doug. You want to make sure your stuff's working right, because if my uh, my wife was driving that van only, she'd be driving around with a blown shock and not even know it. Yeah, I, I understand completely. I felt a little vibration in my mom's right rear tire the other day on a smooth road, and I yeah. told her, like, I used the wrong adjective. I said, I feel a wobble in the back. And she's like, oh, what do you mean? The wheel's going to fall off? <laughs> like, no, it's fine. Right. So yeah, we're, we're detail-oriented people, Doug. So we'll put a link here for you on what I think might help you uh, figure out this issue. Dennis is still puzzling, but maybe he'll find something too. But we, uh, we won't have anything we can just tell you over the air to fix it. It's a little more complicated. It's Microsoft. No problem. Where do I get the link for that, sir? Uh, computertalkwithtab.com. Yep, oh, great, or, or our great. Facebook okay. page. Yep. But I, I just put it onto the Computer Talk with Tab website. I just put it there. Thanks, so thanks. There. I, I, I rarely use Facebook anymore anyway because who You don't knows? have to. <laughs> we don't make you do that. No. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah, All right, cool. Thanks. I appreciate it very much, guys. You got, you uh, got excellent. Uh, let us know how it goes. Take care. Okay, bye-bye. Right. Bye-bye. All right, Doug and Chester is going to try some things out. We're going to step out for a quick break, get back to your calls. Three lines open for you, 860-522-9842 is the number. We'll be right back. And we're back. Here till 11 o'clock, three lines open for you, 860-522-9842. Uh, let's get right to your calls. We're going to go to Dave in Harwinton. said that right, Dave. Hi. Hey, Dave, how are you? Um, okay. Good. Um, I called a couple weeks ago about no sound on my computer. All righty, and we tried to help you, and you're calling to complain? No, you guys were absolutely correct. Hey, all right. Hey, we got one right. Nice. <laughs> it's good to hear. Absolutely correct. <laughs> I called uh, HP, and they, and they want me to uh, give them my credit card over the phone so they could charge me, and I didn't want to do that. So I went to where the the uh, computer was purchased, Yeah, big box store, uh, and they said, oh, oh, it's not common, but okay. And uh, unfortunately uh, for me, I, I, the way I walked in, I walked into that area the back way, and I missed the sign where all the charges were. 
<laughs> yeah, we IT guys. We put that up in a funny spot so nobody yeah, sees yeah. it. Yeah, you know, I just <laughs> – so I didn't know about that. I said, geez, can you, can you do something about it? They said, yes. And uh, about 10 or 15 minutes later, and um, they came out, and there's the sound. Nice. And what bothers me is they did it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just exactly what you said. It was not that something was broken inside. Right. It's just that something was compromised, I guess. I, maybe I'm using the wrong term. Something was, compromised. the software was broken, not the hardware. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, all they did is they knew enough to push the right buttons. Yes. And it, and it, uh, and it worked. And then I had to pay them, and I walked my merry way. There we go. If they can do it and just push the buttons, and the computer is actually trying to help me resolve the problem, the thing is, why can't I do it? Ah, great question. <laughs> for the same for the same reason, um, I can't change my own oil, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> Some of us are just not built to do that stuff. Yeah. You know, uh, it, we, we can't know all and everything, and YouTube is helpful. Um, but YouTube also, sometimes you have to make sure you watch the whole video to figure yeah. out what you're going to do. Cause some people go ahead and do it while the video is running and oh, right. they find out the hard <laughs> way. It's not really what you should do. Uh, I got it. So I got it. Yeah. I, I was, uh, I, I'm kind of computer ignorant person, but, mm-hmm. um, I think at one time in the history, they left how they manipulated the computer. It was on my history. Okay. And foolish me, I I said, well, I got to copy that down, but I'll do it. I can't do it now. I'll do it later. Yeah. And I think it may have disappeared. Yeah, you're not losing. You're not missing anything, David. If you really want to get more computer literate, you you should take some online classes or go to maybe even a senior center that might offer online classes. Not that I'm okay. assuming you're a senior, but I'm just guessing. Okay. Um, and you might get some formal training to give you a little more insight into how computers work, but. Yeah, I had people try to help me, like librarians who are very nice yeah. and more knowledgeable than I am. But they seem to go as far as I did Yeah, yeah. following the computer instructions to resolve the problem. And right. then they said they, they don't know how to go any further. Yep. You know? Yeah, that's why, that's why but, we have IT jobs, and there's also people who can change oil. But you, you guys were right on. All right, I'm glad. And I honestly know if I lose it again. Now I don't know why I, the software there was a, the software developed the problem. I don't know why, but um, you want to know why, know David? It's... David, I'll tell you why. <laughs> we're gonna play a song for you uh, during the show in the next hour, and that'll explain why okay. it did what it did. All right. I'll listen. You listen. Listen in the ten o'clock hour. All right. We promise it'll be something that you'll be like, oh, okay, I get it. Well, you guys were right, and thank you so very much. Thank you, David. Bye. Bye-bye. It's good to be right once in a while. I hope my wife's listening. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to pay for that one. Oh, no. <laughs> 860-522-9842 is the number. Four lines wide open for you. Now, as we wait for your calls, Dennis, you did have some stuff you wanted to talk about, right? Some news. Oh, yeah. Making news. Uh, we have another AI story. Oh, yes. AI is uh, going to be something we're going to talk about for probably yeah, the rest of our natural lives. I would think so. Yeah. Uh, this is an interesting one. Until we're um, downloaded into a computer. But go ahead, yeah. <laughs> True. Uh, it seems that an AI system mm-hmm. was able to identify a drug trafficker. Okay, that's awesome. By analyzing his driving patterns. 
just because the guy drove what he in the way he drove and where he drove and when he drove yeah so like did they tap into ways or Google Map or something like that or one of the mapping systems to have AI tell the cops say hey, this is probably a drug dealer well what it did is uh it used what uh law enforcement has which is a roadway intelligence platform uh-huh. and that is what is mentioned in this story it may include nav data from you know, Waze or Google or Apple or somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, it also includes traffic cameras, yeah, uh, toll booths if yep. tolls are involved, right? Uh, things like that. And it was able to assemble all of that. Oh, this guy's a drug dealer. And detect a pattern nice. that coincided with the possibility that he's a drug trafficker. And he was. Uh-huh. I like that. That's now that, So, right. So, now everyone's going to freak out because uh, you got the police state watching whatever you do, uh, you know, it, it comes down to as long as you're not doing anything wrong, right? But Right. But uh, as a libertarian, I want my freedoms and my privacy, right? So <laughs> I don't know. I, I wouldn't want to be pulled over by the police if they thought I was a drug dealer just based on my traffic patterns myself either. I mean, no. that would drive me pretty upset. Right? Yeah, and and it, it all depends on what they think a drug trafficker is, too. Well, the AI figured it out. Right. Well, the AI figured it out, but the AI figured it out based on human input. Right. Because the AI had to be told, all right, not only how how is this guy driving, but it also has to know what are the patterns of driving that drug traffickers do. Even imagine your own traffic, right? I mean, you could probably track me, and I would have the same grooves in the road for my entire life, right? And this guy's got a weird groove in his road. They're going, why is he going over there all the time? Why is he going over there all the time? So, yeah, you're right. But anyway, yeah, you've got to feed the AI some kind of barometer or measuring stick to make that decision. And that comes from a human or several humans. Right. Uh, and several so systems. So we, we talk about how AI did this, but mm-hmm. it, it did that within the context of all the information that it was given by human beings. Right. Uh, it did not go out and collect that information on its own completely. Um, it'd, be, it'd be interesting to see how uh, delivery folks, I mean, there's so many delivery folks out there now. I wonder what their patterns look like as compared to a drug dealer. Well, that that was something that I was thinking about when I read the story. Right. I would think they would seem similar, right? Because a uh, drug dealer, I'm, I'm, I don't know this to be true, <laughs> but drug dealers, I assume, make deliveries. Uh, <laughs> they have to pick up product and deliver the product. Um and I would think that's awful lot. It's very similar to having people deliver your fast food to you as well. Sure. Um, but yeah. then again, maybe it's because fast food delivery is like more of a one-off. You could have Bob on one guy drop off your food, and then it's you know Betty on another day. Versus the drug dealer seems to keep stopping by. <laughs> <laughs> so cool AI doing some doing some police work. We like that. Um, I think we like that. I don't know. I'm st- the jury's still out. Everyone's so afraid of AI, right? AI, artificial intelligence, as our vice president has said, uh, you know, don't be, don't, I don't think we should be as afraid of it as people think that we should be because, like Y2K, plans are supposed to fall out of the sky, remember? <laughs> I remember that, man. Yeah. Oh, Nuclear power plants were supposed to explode. You know, trains <laughs> were supposed to start derailing, all because of the date. This is what the media fed you. This is what, I mean, even the government fed it to us. Uh, this is this was a lot of ridiculousness. Well, it was even worse than that. Your banks were going to be closed. All right, nobody was going to have any money. It's right. All the banking systems are going to click yeah. over, and we're like, oh, I didn't know you had any money in the account. 
Um, right, so they try to freak us out to the nth degree. I would contend AI feels a little Y2K-ish. Very you know, much so. I, 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 have, I, am ho I have hopeful for the promise of AI to actually find some actual intelligence. You know, artificial intelligence is what it's called, but wouldn't it be nice to have some actual intelligence in the decisions that we're making these days, considering all the decisions we've made, even back through COVID and all the silliness? If you think back, if we had some artificial and actual intelligence there that said, hey, guys, probably shouldn't do this. <laughs> you know, like, like the computer saying, uh, let's not do this. We have a better way. <laughs> Let's not blow up our entire economy. Um, you know, maybe we would have made better better decisions. So I I'm hopeful about AI. So Mark, hang on in Cheshire. We're gonna get to your calls. Three lines open for you. 860-522-942 is the number, and we will play the tune that will answer Dave's question as to why <laughs> this problem happened in the first place. We'll be right back. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.